Good to be with you this weekend, Crossview Rosa Parks. We are in the second week of a series that we're calling Bless. It's a series that we do on occasion around here because it's the heart of who we want to be and what we do. And this Bless, it's an acronym, I'll get to that in a second, but it comes from the Old Testament where God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing to the nations. And that word bless, the, if you get to, at the root of it, has this idea of kneeling down. That I would serve somebody else. And so we want to love and serve people towards Jesus Christ. It's, it's relational. It's missional at its core. And so the five practices that we're going to be talking about over these five weeks are going to be up here on the screen. Last week we talked about the fact that we begin with prayer. Today we're going to listen with care. That's our, our conversation. Next week, eat together, serve with love, and then share your story on the last week. So listening with care care. Why is it that we struggle to listen? We all do. On some level, we all struggle to listen. If you're married, think about when you're in a conversation argument with your spouse, what you do. We struggle to hear. We're thinking about how to respond. We're thinking about our next argument. Think about it. Marriage counselors exist because we don't know how to listen to one another. We struggle with it. We struggle with it at work. We struggle with it with friends. We get focused on what we want people to know instead of getting to know people. We want to talk about listening with care. NYU did a study and they said the top three needs, the top three needs for people are food, shelter, and to be understood. And we think if if we can be the type of people that really want to get to know people, that in that process, they will, be, they will lean more towards wanting to know about the God that loves them. So listening with care, we're going to be in Acts chapter 8. Let me pray before we jump in. God, I pray that you'd speak through your word, that we would hear you, and that we would be compelled to follow you more faithfully. For this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 says this, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road. That goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of the treasury of the Kondik, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. So that tells us, on, on some level, he was worshipped Yahweh. So he'd gone to Jerusalem to worship Yahweh, and on his way home, was sitting in his chair, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. And the Spirit told Philip, we started in verse 26, that the angel sends Philip. Now the Spirit tells Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot, heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet, and he asks a question. This is so key. He didn't come up and hear him reading from Isaiah and just go into expounding on it and preaching on it. He asked a question. Do you understand what you are reading? And the eunuch says this, how can I, unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come and sit with him. I love that response. How can I? It gets, I think what we talked about in the series previous to this, the big story, that we all have this ache for something more. That we look around and we see it's not right, which points us to this, this story of God that we're made for more to be in relationship with God and each other and God's creation. That's why we need to listen. 
Because it's when we listen is that we, we get to hear the ache that people actually have. And the ache can look different. It can sound different. It can come from different places. It always has a different story, but it demands that we listen. Then it says this in verse 32. This is the passage of Scripture the eunuch was reading. This is from Isaiah 53, 7-3. And by the way, as we... As, Phil will probably explain this to him. He said, hey, this is a story from the Old Testament that had a context in the Old Testament. In that place in history, it was talking about a certain thing. But it's also prophetic. All throughout the Old Testament, you have these stories that had a context in which they were written, but they're also pointing towards Jesus Christ. It says this. He was, fed, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is this prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. All because he was willing to listen. The story is a good reminder about blessing. That God wants us to bless others. The angel said to Philip, go. The Spirit prodded him towards it. And I think God prepares us to do that very thing. And he prepares other people around us to be blessed by us as well. God wants us to come alongside and bless other people. Last week we talked about finding three, four, five people in our life that we can pray for, that we, can, that we want God to use us to bless and to begin praying for them. And I think this passage in Acts chapter 8 is a really good reminder of what it might mean to listen well and the influence that that could have as we try to bless other people. So back to the question at the beginning. Why do we struggle to listen? Why do we struggle to listen? Dale Carnegie advised in his 1936 classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People, he said, be a good listener. Ask questions the other person will enjoy answering. And 80 years later, we still struggle to follow this sage advice. Stephen Covey put it this way, most people do not not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. And I think this is the why we don't listen well. It's going to be the next slide here. This is the heart of why we struggle to listen. Too often we listen to respond. When we're in a conversation, when we're in an argument, we're just in a normal, you know, relational conversation with someone. We're thinking of our next reply. Well, they said this, then I need to say this. They said they did this, so I need to one-up them with the story about me. Or they said this thing about God and belief, and so I've got to rebuttal that. So we're thinking about response. And I think listening with care is listening to understand. That the next question is not going to be a response. It's going to be a prodding of more of the story. Getting to know them. Getting to know who they are. How they're wired. And this is tough. I remember this very line. About 21 years ago, sitting in premarital counseling, Stacy and I, and the, the, our, our Sam Harbin, who did our premarital counseling, he said this thing, and I was like, oh, that sounds easy. That's, that's a piece of cake. That won't be hard work at all. 20 years later, this is one of the toughest things in marriage. And the, 
Why? It shouldn't be tough, but it is. And I think you go at a bunch of different angles at this. It's because we're insecure. The insecure people, it's often that's similar to the overconfident. We're so focused on our own story, we can't listen. We can't look outward. We can't hear. And there are some of us that are overconfident. We can't do this because all we're focused on is that we have something that people need to know. And most of our relationships are that. Some of you have rarely done this. You rarely have listened with care because you think you have so much to give away. Or some of us are closed-minded. We don't listen because the truth is we don't value hearing something different. Or we don't value hearing a different story. Or we're too busy. I remember talking to a friend who, like classic Minnesotans, would drive in and out of his garage all winter. Got to the end of, of winter and found out that his next-door neighbor's husband had passed away three months before. And it was the Spirit saying to him, you need to listen and be differently in your neighborhood. Or we're too judgy. We don't take the time to value others because we know everything, and so we don't, I don't need to know what you know. So let me give you some keys to becoming a good listener. Super practical. First one is this, listen to God. And that's Philip. Philip heard the angel. We may not get an angel, but God will prod us. I've used a story numerous times a number of years ago, and it's, it's a story that I didn't listen, but it's one that often since, sits with me when I sense God prodding me to something. But I was in uptown Minneapolis, uh, was walking across the street by this homeless person, and I had enough money for a caramel macchiato. Back in the day, that was my drink at Starbucks. And I went in and I, I had this sense in me of like, just buy two small coffees and go out and hand this person a coffee. And in sort of my busyness, my selfishness, I didn't listen to God. Maybe not a huge thing, but it's one of those ones that's always stuck with me. Did I miss an opportunity to bless somebody? Might not have shared the gospel in that very moment, just to be a blessing, the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And maybe it would have been an opportunity to listen. But listen to God. God will prod you. God will give you a sense. And some of it may be starting off days praying <coughs> for that list of people. And then God will naturally begin to speak to you more and more. Second is this. I think if we're going to listen with care, we need humility in the heart of a servant. And this is where I think followers of Christ have to be different. We talked about it in the Roman series time and time again. That followers of Christ... It's Philippians chapter 2, that we esteem others as better than ourselves. It's the way we view the world. It's the way we view relationships. It's the way we view our neighbor. It's the way we should view our spouse. It's the way we view the people on our blessed list, that we want to serve them. If you think you are the most important person in the room, you will never find the space to listen well. Third thing is this. Learn to ask good questions. One of the super practical things I'm going to say at the end is, for a lot of you that are saying, how do I become a good listener? One of the things is Google how to ask good questions. Or learn to ask good questions. When you're sitting there talking to someone, ask where they grew up. Just, if you're sitting in a conversation and your mind is thinking, what's the next question I can ask to get to know them better? That's listening with care. When someone feels known and valued, that's the game changer. Think about how can I ask a question to get to know them better. 
Ask about their job. Ask about their family. Ask about where they grew up. Favorite things they did as a kid. Just get to know people. Ask good questions. Voltaire said this, judge a man by his questions rather than his answers. I think that is one of my favorite quotes of all time. Judge a man by his questions rather than his answers. I have a group of pastors that I hang out with about once a month. And one of the pastors has been a friend of mine since 2006 when we moved here. And part of the reason that he's such a good friend and that that friendship has endured is he's always asking good questions. Wanting to dig deep. Wanting to to get to know me better. Wanting to be in the relationship more effectively. Ask good questions. And when you ask the question, be interested in the response. Be engaged. Be in that place. Don't look at your phone for the, the email that just popped up. Don't look at your watch for the thing that just popped up. Be engaged. Be in the moment with the person that you're with. Three more, four, five, and six. These all three are from Dave Ferguson's book called Bless. And it's a message series that Community Christian Church down in Chicago did and really practical. So number four is this. Listen to people. Listen to people. Hear their story, how they grew up, what they like, what they don't like, places of hope, places of pain. And like I just said, put the phone down, turn the watch off, whatever you have to do, be in that space in that moment. Remember back as a young youth pastor, one of the things I told our, our leaders was get to know at least one question you can ask each kid in your group every week. Because if you ask a good question about their life and you know it, they're going to be so much more open to have deeper conversations with you. So listen to people. Be engaged with people. Number five, listen in places. This one's a little different, but let me talk about it for a second. Listen in places. Um, think about where you do life. Uh, last Sunday, I was leaving one friend's house, walked outside to my car, and their neighbors across the street in this neighborhood uh, were other friends that I, that I knew. And they were sitting together in their lawn in the front yard. It's like, what a brilliant thing. If you want to get to know your neighborhood, sitting on your back porch, which is where we usually sit, is not the place to get to know people. Think about where you do life. Be intentional with the spaces that you do life. Sit in your porch. Do the bonfire on your driveway sometime. Invite some of the neighbors over. But listen in places. Be intentional about where you do life, where you go. Uh, Sixth one is this. This is the last one. Listen with care. And what that reminds us is not only to care about the person, but it reminds us that God is at work in their life already. God is at work in their life already. They're made in the image of God. Maybe deep, but somewhere there's an ache for God, for something more, for something deeper, for something real. Listen with care. God is already at work in their lives. So a couple of quick resources to give you to think about listening with care. There's a good book that Sandy's been talking about called The Lost Art of Listening. That We would encourage you, if you want to get to sort of a next place with this, a deeper place, um, The Lost Art of Listening. And like I said before, there's this little thing called the Google, and I would encourage you to Google how to ask good questions. Uh, I did it this week, and there's a ton of different sites you can go to and learn to ask questions. And here's the really honest one that I want to say to you. Ask a good friend, how can I be better at listening? 
So for all of us listening to this, we're probably thinking, I'm a decent listener. I do okay at this. I'm not bad at this. Ask a good friend or two and ask them to be honest. How can I get better at listening? So that you can improve the art of listening so that you can be more engaged, blessing those in your life around you. If you want to be a good listener, think of yourself as someone who comes alongside another person, not to give advice, but to learn the other person's real story. Listen with care. Let me pray. Gracious Father, Lord, we want to be a blessing because you called Abraham to that, and that call still is alive. So we want to serve and bless and love others toward you. So God, I pray that you would give us, by the power of your Spirit, the courage to be good listeners, engaged, interested in people's story. That we would be attentive in the moment, valuing, esteeming others as better than ourselves, Lord. I pray that we would listen with care. In Jesus' name, amen.